Hello and welcome back to Everyday People. My name is Vaibhav. Thank you so much for listening. I've been away for a while because of my health, but now I'm back with a cache of fresh episodes. Today I'm speaking to Harsha, uh, who came by recommendation of Sudeep Kumar, one of my previous interviewees. Harsha is a banker and she's also a Reiki trainer and an angel healing trainer. These are things that I was not familiar with, things that she told me about. I approached it with a healthy skepticism, but I gave her the space to talk and I really enjoyed this conversation with her. Harsha is a very bubbly young person. She has a great laugh and we talked for an hour and a half and we didn't even know that that passed. So the edited portion of this uh, interview is here for you to enjoy. And hey, if you're listening on Substack, then you can comment on the post directly. So please comment with anybody that you admire that you would like me to interview i'll get back to you and we'll set it up thank you so much and enjoy everyday people to start off with uh, first question who are you what do you do and what is your current um, side project or hobby uh, okay so you would have heard about that book the accidental prime minister uh-huh. i read that with a lot because i'm an accidental banker mm. <laughs> Uh, and yeah since i used to feel like a vegetable at job and jo math ki what i was looking for actually in a job wo nahi ho pa raha tha so while i was still exploring myself what would interest me i came across this uh, concept of reiki mm-hmm. so now i am a certified uh, reiki healer mm-hmm. and uh, also i am into tarot it, it's still an ongoing journey mm-hmm. and uh, yeah the second question i didn't get you uh what so is reiki your like full time profession at the moment or are you still a banker i'm still a banker by profession you're still a banker by profession and yeah. so so reiki and tarot are your side hobbies i guess your side projects uh, side projects you can say because that is what really gives me gratification mm-hmm. at the end of the day so hmm and then i've had a chance to meet your two dogs lovely they are uh, what are the names sorry chino and cairo chino and cairo okay so we'll talk about them a little bit i guess i i would first like to ask you about reiki then in that case it is spiritual healing it is it is spiritual some, healing some would call it pseudo science um, <clears throat> what do you find interesting about it can you give us a little bit of an introduction that makes us feel like oh, okay it's not just a um you know it's not a cheat, something to cheat people with it's something real but what to expect from it and all that can you give me an introduction to reiki and what uh... Uh, yeah sure so it's like the entire universe is made of uh, energy mm-hmm. so reiki mein hum log kya karte hain ki um reiki allows your body to let that energy flow without those blockages mm-hmm. even in yoga the prime purpose of yoga is to clear your seven chakras if the if at all there are any blockages mm-hmm. so reiki does the same thing but in a different way mm-hmm. and uh, once you are a medium wherein from through which the energy can flow that is the prime job of a reiki teacher or a reiki healer mm-hmm. and chi uh, which is but the universal energy we direct that energy to a particular person ya fir if they have certain ailment to that particular ailment to that particular body part mm-hmm. and that's how it heals got it hmm. okay uh so i have an uncle who is uh 
not an uncle sorry a cousin uh, a cousin who is uh, a pranic healer okay uh, what's the difference between pranic healing and reiki i i have not heard about pranic healing yet you've not heard about pranic healing okay so how long have you been doing reiki yourself it's been 6 months that i oh, am okay. into so, and how long does it generally take you to train somebody to be a reiki healer it depends on their interest and also depends on their blockages like uh, there are some people who are born with a flair of writing a bolte na born singer born dancer vaisa mm-hmm. sa so a lot of people are born healers mm-hmm. so for them they catch upon that path very fast and uh, obviously you um, how do you say that there are blockages uh, there are hindrances har jagah pe तो जितना जल्दी आप उसको क्लियर करके एंड यू नो विद योर विल पार इफ यू आर एबल टू डू इफ यू आर एबल टू कनेक्ट यस सो देयर इज नो सच टाइम फ्रेम ऑनेस्टली दिस अंटिल यू फील यू आर एबल टू डू इट हां यू आर एबल टू कनेक्ट द एनर्जी ऑफ पीपल सो यू सेड रेकी एंड देन द अदर थिंग यू मेंशनड आई हैव ऑलरेडी सॉरी रेकी दैट वन पार्ट ऑफ स्पिरिचुअल हीलिंग Mm-hmm. there are so many other modalities to it like mm-hmm. angel healing crystal healing and all that all those fall under spiritual healing again so yeah for that angel healing yes i have achieved that uh, master level for reiki and yet to get my grand master certificate the other one as i said is tarot yeah which okay. i guess even you are into yeah i'll we'll talk about tarot in a second uh, actually since you've been doing reiki for 6 months um could you share a couple of stories that sort of highlight why uh, it is interesting to you why it has pulled you and is giving you that gratification of course so i have been through a very very lean patch of my life from since 2020 where in 2020 i happened to lose my mom mm. i had not seen her since 6 months and after 6 months how i saw her uh, i was pretty traumatized after uh, um ha huh, after 8 months of losing her i lost my elder sister and uske baad i was uh, in a relationship with my best friend of 18 years mm-hmm. and when we were about to get engaged i found out that he had been cheating on me for 5 months so you have absolutely no clue how the life mein rock bottom ke below agar kuch hota hai na so that's where i was personally and that happened as early as uh yeah this year jan so if sorry. not for reiki i'm sorry give me a second the doorbell rang while you were and i didn't want to leave because it's such an important thing that you're talking about <laughs> sorry uh if not for reiki So if not for Reiki, I don't think I would have been in the same place talking to you as happily with that smile. Uh, so Reiki helped me to heal myself a lot, right. and also when a lot of people now when they ask me, Harsha, how did you get to know that uh, that guy had been cheating on you? I was like, I I I don't know. I had blind faith on him. Mm-hmm. हाँ कमिंग बैक टू मुझे कैसे पता चला आई डोंट नो जिस बंदे को मैं मैं उसके मुंह पे भी बोल रही थी यू नो दैट इवन इफ गॉड कम्स डाउन एंड टेल्स मी दैट यू ऑफ ऑल द पीपल हैव बीन चीटिंग ऑन मी और हैव चीटेड ऑन मी तो मुझे विश्वास नहीं होगा एंड देन सडनली वन डे वाइल गोइंग टू वर्क मैं रेडी हो गई एंड आई वॉज जस्ट वेटिंग फॉर माई कैब टू कम एंड आई हैपन टू आस्क हिम फॉर एस फोन एंड ही वॉज लाइक क्यू एंड आई एम लाइक नहीं वो मुझे कैब वाले से बात करनी है 
and I just took that phone, went inside my room, saw and I'm like, I'm done. And they're like, tujhe kaise pata chala? I was like, mujhe nahi pata, mujhe kaise pata chala? Just an instinct. It wasn't even an instinct. Matlab, I, I don't know what that was. Uh, he meowed and agreed. Yeah, he, he meowed. He's got, he's got he's got the high voice. <laughs> yeah. He wants attention. Sorry, buddy. Oh. In, a, in a little bit. I'm I'm really sorry for uh, your loss, obviously. It's it's not easy to go through all of this in eight months, ten months. Um elders in the last eight months myself actually so two of my uncles and one of my aunts uh, died in of different conditions not covid but mm-hmm. to happen back to back to back it's a big strain on the family it's a big strain on yourself so mm-hmm. while i can't fully obviously understand what you've gone through i can at least empathize a little bit um so much sorry for your loss that's fine um let's transition to something nicer so tarot yeah. um i myself just bought tarot because it's a cool concept hmm. and i've played a couple of games video games that use tarot use the major arcana essentially as characters and it's fascinating even my sister has an interest in it that way and so i bought a deck and i started learning a little bit i haven't really learned a lot uh what has your experience been with tarot how long have you been doing it and like what do you get out of it uh yeah so tarot as in again usme bhi different decks aate hain mm-hmm. what i have been dealing with is the angelic deck because i told you that i have the, uh, finished that master level of it so yes. i'm able to connect to angels more and uh, so far all the questions jo bhi maine unse pucha hai they have been sent for sign true uh, to the extent that uh, you know as they say that magic is for those who believe in it mm-hmm. so while receiving my attunements uh, for three of my attunements i had seen a baby girl um, i'm i'm okay with kids but i'm not very fond fond of kids mm-hmm. so uh, during three of my attunements during visualization process i had seen that child and i was amazed ki meko ye bachchi kyun dikh rahi hai hamesha Mm-hmm. and uh, on one of the days i just happened to say that uh, while uh, talking to the angels while trying to communicate to them that uh, angels please show me your presence today and we happened uh, it was a sunday night and we happened to go to this uh, pub and at around 11 i see that same child mm-hmm. sitting right in the front table and i just look at her and i'm like yaar isko to kahin dekha hai isko to kahin dekha hai not able to recollect dekha ka hai and even mm. if and that girl had a very very matlab not very common face matlab right. aisa nahi tha ki aap bheed mein usko wo kho jayegi and all that and uh, main bachchi ko bas dekh rahi hu dekh rahi hu and then it clicked me oh shit i've been i've seen this child during my visualizations and sudeep was there next to me and i'm like sudeep <laughs> yeah so sudeep uh, kind of freaks out a lot these days he's like harshad thodi pagal ho rahi hai so <laughs> i'm like yaar maine is bachchi ko dekha and uh, luckily uh, after all my attunements i'll go and tell sudeep about my experience how it has been so yeah i i happened to see that child 
एंड वो वही बची थी जिसको मैंने पिछले तीन विजुअलाइजेशन में देखा था एंड व्हेन आई स्पोक अबाउट दिस टू माय गुरु शी इज लाइक दैट दिस इज हाउ इट वर्क्स एंड दैट्स व्हाट एंजल्स डू टू यू एंड कमिंग बैक टू टैरो कार्ड्स विद एंजल्स व्हाट दे डू इज दे प्रोवाइड यू गाइडेंस यू आस्क देम अ क्वेश्चन ऑब्वियसली दे कैन नॉट कम एंड टॉक टू यू बट दे विल कम एंड गाइड यू सो थ्रू दोस टैरोस इज हाउ दे कम्युनिकेट टू यू and so far whatever i have asked them not just for myself for others also like uh, if any of my friend they ask me something ki tu apne unse pooch ke bata how will it go and all it it has been like 100% correct and between reiki and tarot do you feel like these are external forces helping you or do you feel like this is uh, something internal that is being unlocked i would say both Mm-hmm. of course both so as a child i had read this book called the secret right yeah so it's about the power of manifestation yeah and uh, yeah and i've always always believed in the fact that your thoughts become things so reiki and uh, anything for that matter it just reinforces the positivity in you mm-hmm. to be asking so yeah i would say it's both i would या कुछ अंदर से भी था शुरू से दैट जील टू लर्न एंड या देन द यूनिवर्स पेव द पाथ लाइक वन आफ्टर दी अदर अदरवाइज आई वुंट हैव कनेक्टेड बाय द वे माय टीचर शी लिव्स इन सांगली आई हैड नो कांटेक्ट इट जस्ट हैपेंड दैट वन ऑफ माय कोलीग हैपेंड टू गिव मी हर नंबर या दैट्स हाउ इट वर्क्स राइट यू एंड आई आर टॉकिंग बिकॉज़ सुदीप जस्ट हैपेंड टू गिव मी योर नंबर एंड लाइक दैट्स हाउ इट हैपेंस I mean it's cool I I'm I'm happy that you found a couple of things that can help you honestly like I am not in the business of trying to put down or uh, what's the word I'm looking for I'm not in the business of trying to make things that I don't understand look fake I'm not able to find the right word for it so I for understand. me yeah for me personally I have the rider weight uh, tarot deck and this is something I want to study a little bit more um from what I've done so far it's uh it's primarily psychological or internal for me is like how i interpret the cards is what i'm getting out of it honestly i don't think that there's an angel that's helping me but uh if if in your practice that is what's happening then awesome i'm i'm life is hard and if something's working for you then who am i to say no right i totally get where you are coming from but then ye age old practice hum log to sare karte the na ki wo bachche ko nazar lag gayi to nazar utar do exactly right all of these practices have some basis in exactly, something that yeah. happened yeah that again then yeah if if you are able to use it to help yourself and then as a reiki practitioner use it to help other people and they feel better about the life then all power to you thank you <laughs> when i bola na i have been that person magic is for those who believe in it yeah so uh coming back a little now to the more mundane side of things uh, you mentioned you're a banker you mentioned Hi, you didn't like it uh yeah. but still uh, can you talk a little bit about what you do for a living and i mean at least if nothing else it's paying your bills right yeah that's the only yeah. thing it's doing actually <laughs> uh, so Okay, tell me a little bit about uh, your job and then like what you do on a day to day basis if you can like if it's private obviously don't yeah no 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 there's nothing private about it so yeah this also happened to me by coincidence i'm i was supposed to join ey in mm-hmm. bangalore 
met with an accident had to go back home for a four month bed rest and uh, while i was at bed rest one of my friend came up uh, to my place and he was like yeah to bethi bethi aise kar rahi hai why whiling away your time there is something called bank you ka exam de de ho jayega tujhse and hmm. you know just give it a shot kya jata hai i was like theek hai mm-hmm. so give that a shot so much and i was so secretive about it that nobody at my house knew apart from my sister so exam bhi dene gayi to wo bol ke jati thi ghar mein that time going for a movie mm-hmm. but as luck would have it i cleared mm-hmm. <laughs> joining i lanka lag gayi mere mai alice in wonderland <laughs> and हाँ सो आई वुड फील एलिस इन वंडरलैंड की यार ये क्या कर रहे हैं इट्स द सेम वेरी वेरी मंडेन जॉब एंड वही काम है करते जा रहे करते जा रहे रेपिटेटिव जॉब है लेबोरियस जॉब है एज ऑफ नाउ आई एम पोस्टेड एट अ बेटर प्लेस बिकॉज आई एम इन द एडमिन बिल्डिंग आई एम लुकिंग आफ्टर द रिकवरी डिपार्टमेंट वेर इन वंस द लोन्स बिकम एन पी ए वी हैव टू टेक एक्शन Mm-hmm. but then again i'm not able to connect because every time a person is not able to repay their loan uh, especially a housing loan we go ahead with surface and auctioning the property and my heart it it's it just uh, the first few auctions my heart sank in i'm like yaar kisi ka ghar ja raha hai yaar yeah. where will the person stay and my manager is like harsha that's your job but <laughs> i'm like nahi ye mujhse nahi hoga <laughs> I mean, I cannot do it. Right. Okay, fine. So yeah, that's that's about it. I, I mean, still a lot of people. The job that I have is still a dream of many, but I would give up on it any day. And it's how long like have you been doing it? Uh, four years. Four years. Yeah. Yes. So, very <sighs> exciting. I mean, I hope something works out for you. If 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 you're doing it and it's again it's working it's working so i in everything that we've talked about to me it sounds like you know pandemic essentially has hit you very hard personally spiritually i'm curious like if you had to take away three lessons for yourself in the last 3 years mm. like what what have you learned about life about your life and about uh, how we manage our day to day yeah the first one being that i always had let others take advantage of me mm-hmm. like take me for granted because the very thought of death and yeah separation got me jitters mm-hmm. but now i have accepted the fact that as much as the uncertainty of life is certain we need to learn the art of detachment with love mm-hmm. so that's my biggest takeaway second is as a child i had l- uh, read it somewhere that let no person who comes to you leave you without feeling any better hmm. and uh, yes i found a way to do that mm-hmm. and third is there is absolutely no point in holding on to grudges and all that life bahut choti hai let it go just bless them and let it go that's really awesome i'm so happy thank you for sharing that so yeah this is the conclusion of the interview portion uh, would you like to um, plug anything or would you like to advertise anything uh, if nothing else 
can you point uh, someone to a resource to start learning about uh, reiki yeah i would suggest everybody should learn reiki if not for anything but for themselves mm-hmm. it helps you to heal yourself uh bolte na we all are that floodgates of energy just waiting ki koi aake door khol de Mm-hmm. second there are no coincidences there are no accidents everybody crosses your path for a reason i and it's like if i can anybody can right so thank you so much harsha now we didn't talk about your now this is a little more casual so interview portion <laughs> is done you and i can just have a back and forth we are both pet owners we are both pet parents uh, you have pet two dogs you have two dogs i have two cats uh, tell me about your two dogs Okay so Chinu unlike his breed <laughs> he wants to play throughout the day you don't give him food you don't give him water okay but play with him throughout the day usko raat mein bhi tum utha ke bol do chinu chal khelenge he is up for it right and and he is the cutest cutest child i've ever met like uh, he has been through a lot actually uh, right from his childhood like he was the runt of the litter mm so he had uh, his share of health issues so much that uh, when my sister adopted him he uh, the doctor told her clearly that he might survive for two months might right and look at him now two and a half year old yeah my sister literally took care of him like a child and then poor thing he saw the demise of uh, my mother and we have seen how much it disturbed him then my sister and then all the way from jamshedpur to bangalore he came by road and he was very attached to my boyfriend very very attached then he saw you know uh, the detachment process from him also so there was a time when he went into depression right yeah but uh, he bounced back he is such a happy soul and uh, they are coming to cairo Oh, <laughs> he's the Imran Hashmi of dogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's like just meeting and greeting is not enough. He has to come and kiss you on your face. <laughs> I love how Imran Hashmi has just become the punching bag for Flirt or Casanova. <laughs> Still, so many years later. <laughs> I have never seen such a big breed ka dog like him. He's such a needy dog. People call right. him Mark Tapcha. Mm-hmm. And uh, for him, just two people are very important in his life. One is Chinu. One is me. He does not know how to play with toys. He can only play with Chinu. Right. Um. Yeah. And then me. It's like no, no matter with how many people he, uh, he is with, he his eyes will always search for me. and we, i don't know about that the day i came to your place to talk to sudeep both of them were like super attached to me i don't know you weren't there you were upstairs ha huh, because i was upstairs if i weren't at home no uh uh-huh. so morning, morning till uh, from morning till evening usko pata ghar pe nahi rehti hai right but evening by 6:30 if i'm not there at home oh you should see the uh, concert that <laughs> you know he has right. as long as you're around nearby he feels uh, the safety he here. feels safe yeah okay i mean my two cats are uh, adopted uh, i i got them both when they were 3 months old mm-hmm. and now they're nearing 4 i think they'll be 4 in june they're going to be 4 in this month oh uh, 
Yeah, they've seen three different houses, uh, yeah. and they've lived with me uh, with roommates. They've lived with me when I was alone, and now they've lived with me when my parents came to move in. So initially, I disciplined them a little too much. I didn't really know what I was doing. First time pet parent, so they became a little bit detached and you know uh, distanced. But over time, as I learned better and then my mom has a lot of history with dogs herself when she was younger. They've really opened up and now they're so attached. They're so attached. Like if nobody understands now when I tell them like Peanut was super uh, unhappy, like don't come near her at all. Now she's just like, so if I sleep in this room, Peanut needs to sleep next to me. If I sleep in another room, my sister's room, my sister's in Delhi at the moment. So if I sleep in my sister's room, then Hardy has to sleep next to me. <laughs> Even today morning, I, sh- <laughs> I went to my sister's room to lie down again and I ended up sleeping for three hours. I woke up and Hardy's at my feet. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so they have like that attachment of need attention, need to be around you. They'll follow me from room to room. Which is very unlikely in cats. And that's the thing, actually, cats are super loving. I don't understand. I understand why people say that, you know, cats don't give you love. But actually, you have to earn the love of a cat. A cat is like a moody teenager. And if a dog is like a toddler, a cat is like uh, a teenager. Okay. Like, huh. So once you earn their love, like hmm. they'll shower you in it. And And here's the thing. So what they'll do is they'll follow me from room to room, especially Peanut. What she'll do is she'll come and lie down next to me. Like if I'm in the kitchen, she'll come and lie down in the kitchen and then just look away. She's not looking at me. She's looking away. Oh, you just happened to be here? I didn't notice. I was like, I was And that's happened so many times. Like, oh, okay, Peanut, stop bullshitting. Like, I know you. You weren't. <laughs> this is so cute. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's that's our pets. Uh, what? Is, how's your day-to-day going nowadays? Like, uh, how's the last two months been? What are you looking forward to next? Uh, last two months have been nothing less than a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. So, uh, since April, actually, this thing started to brighten up for me mm-hmm. because uh, I shifted house, so I was all alone and blah blah blah. Uh, but yeah, now I'm in a much, much better place. I am looking for beautiful things in life now. Yes. And uh, work-wise, it's all going well. Okay, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you something. Yes, please. What is that life lesson that you have learned from Peanut and Hardy? From Peanut and Hardy? Uh, yes. So the class, it's more that I've seen it in practice. I learned it from shows and and there's this philosopher called Bertrand Russell. And that lesson is love is always wise, hatred is always foolish. Like disciplining the cats made no sense. Um, But I did it anyway. I remember especially like they chewed through my earphones once and I was so upset because I I get uh, a little bit dizzy when I go out. And I need my earphones to block out traffic noise and stuff. So I had to leave. I had to travel that day. And I wake up and I see my earphones are chewed. I was so upset. I was so upset. And they were so scared of me. And later when I thought about it, I was like, okay, you know, I shouldn't have done, done that. So yeah, the lesson that I've learned is love is always wise. Hatred is always foolish. I know that I have been there. So they are not my first pet, uh, pets. 
um, Miffy came into my life when I was 13 years old. Mm. And she taught me so much about motherhood and unconditional love. And when the day when I was laying her to rest, the only thing I regretted was I had hit her once. Yeah. And that girl stayed with me. And that's why I never hit, hit these two. And that's why Sudeep and my other friends, they are like, Harsha, you're being too liberal with them and all that. And I'm they, like, they, they, they don't understand. Yeah. Like I, I always made sure not to hit my cats too hard because again, I am like five times their size. I understand that, especially being a man, right. And having a lot of female friends and female family members who are often smaller than me. I understand the physical imposition that I have, even though I'm not particularly tall or anything, I'm still bigger than a lot of people. And I understand how scary it can be. So whenever I discipline them, very light taps and all that, but even that now I've stopped doing like, you, you don't need to, I'll, if she's doing, if, the, if my pets are doing something that I don't want to, I'll just pick them up and put them somewhere else rather yeah. than, you know, hit them or anything. Like it's, it's not, you don't hit your pets, man. They're like children. It's like what they're doing is wrong. It, yeah. it is up to us that we need to understand why are they doing, what are they doing? Yeah. Is, is there... Um, okay, never mind. Hey, go ahead, ask me. What, what are you thinking? Is there anything you would like to change about your parenting apart from being very strict on your pets? At the moment? No. No, I'm at the moment. The past me, I I I am not in the business of thinking about changing my past. It is what it is. Man. I've learned. No, yeah. it's not about like changing, like something that you wish you could have dealt with in a better way, or your advice to new pet parents. Um, my advice to new pet parents is get ready for a lot of hair everywhere. Just you know. Your clothes will never be clean again. And that's okay. <laughs> and your pets will destroy some furniture. And that's okay. Yes. You are like, don't get a pet if you're not ready for those things. At least mentally prepare for those things. And then, you know, treat them like family members. And they'll, and they'll reciprocate. They'll give you that love. And they'll, like, I'm living alone at the moment. My parents are not here. So my, uh, my uncle, I told you, I mentioned, right. My uncle died. So my mm -hmm. parents are in Calcutta and I've been living alone for the last two months. And oh. this is the third, this is the third time in my life that I'm living alone. It's better mm -hmm. than it used to be. Uh, it's still difficult. And <laughs> I have it. I have at least these two, right. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a little better. And if okay. I was, if I was like, you know, unhappy with, being a pet parent, then I wouldn't get that out of it. So treat them like family members and they'll reciprocate. Okay. And do you want to do something in the field of animal welfare? No. no. Do I, you believe rescue operations or contributing to the rescues? Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate what people are doing and I understand how important it is. I'm being very selfish when I say Ki, it's not for me. Like that amount of sacrifice, time and time and uh, financial sacrifice mm -hmm. and like opportunity cost essentially. If I'm doing that, 
I'm not able to do other things. And there are other things that I really want to do. So I'm a professional yeah. writer. I'm a professional. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, working on those sort of things brings me the most joy. And that is what I'd rather spend my time on, unfortunately. So the only way I personally feel I could help and I've been looking for opportunities to do that is to donate to causes because I understand that money is always an issue with animal welfare. And yes. I'm fortunate where I have a decent enough income to mm-hmm. live a very comfortable life. So I can donate a little bit of money to a cause. Oh, that's fair enough. And what have your been, I mean, been your takeaways from uh, the the parts that you have been seeing? From the what? In your, the deaths that you have been seeing in your family. What has been your takeaway from that? Uh, so I've been very comfortable with the idea of death for 12, 14 years. Uh, I have, uh, I have depression, like I have clinical depression. It runs in the family. And so I've been suicidal or I've had suicidal ideation for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so rather than be scared of it, my philosophy is very much, okay, I don't understand this. Let me research it. That's my entire life philosophy is I don't understand this. Let me Google it. And Mm -hmm. so reading a lot of things about uh, death, how people deal with death, interviews with older people, you know, like really old people. I am very comfortable with the idea of myself dying and people around me dying. So when my uncles and aunts died, it didn't really hit me like, oh my God. And also because I'm a man, it doesn't really, in in situations, a man is, a, is expected to be a rock for other people, unfortunately. And so for me, I was very much like, okay, how can I be supportive to my parents? Okay, they need to travel. I'm going to help them pack their bags. I'm going to book a, uh, book their tickets. I'm going to make sure that they're calm before they're leaving. And then after they've left, uh, make sure that, that I stay in contact with them. So my personal experience with death is like, it doesn't really bother me as much. And therefore I have the bandwidth to support the people around me who need a little bit more help. Okay. Okay. So that, that goes with everyone you have in your life or because you were not that attached to your uncle? No, it's not I'm... that I was not attached. Um, it took me like a few weeks, but I did shed a tear for my uncle. I I don't know how I'm going to feel when my mom dies. She's one of, she's one of my best friends. Uh, but yeah, I have seen a, a fair few number of deaths and it's not really... It's not really destroyed me, you know. Um, and this yeah, is been, this has been the those case. Deaths are, do, are don't you think are very mechanical in process? Like it is mechanical. That's a coping mechanism, right? Like that's how I deal with it. It's very mechanical. Like I'm 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 not a believer in the afterlife, an atheist really. So I hope that if there is an afterlife, they're happy. But I can't know that. And I'm not frustrated that I don't know that. Like, I I could choose to be upset or I could choose to be useful. Yes. And where possible, I'm going to choose to be useful. 
that is sweet no what i meant was when you don't love somebody to that extent and if they pass away because you told me that you have uh, seen a fair share of fair number of deaths in your life so I, for that i said but agar hum log us point of view se dekhte for me also if my neighbor dies it, it's a very mechanical thing for me yeah fine he passed away god bless him and all that so that ways i was asking you not like you see death as a mechanical process and sorry it came across no, like no, that no 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 Uh, I'll I'll say um, when Chester Bennington died, he was a singer. He was the front man for Linkin Park. So okay. Linkin Linkin Park was a huge part of my uh, childhood, and he committed suicide. And suicide has been a part of my life. So uh, suicidal thoughts have been a part of my life. So I was sad then, and what I ended up doing for the first time, I I went live on Facebook and I talked about it for ten fifteen minutes. and i had never gone live before <laughs> and uh, that's that's it really i talked about it i processed it i process verbally a lot so i just talk and talk and talk until i understand and so mm-hmm. yeah I, i talked about his death uh, my roommate at the time uh, was one of my best friends from school who was also a huge linkin park fan so we shared a he was the one who informed me and it was a shocking moment at the time i remember being affected by that uh but again it was very much like ha huh, okay uh process it feel it allow allow yourself to feel it and then let's move on and uh, as you said that you have been suicidal in the past mm-hmm. what has stopped you from working on your instincts at that moment oh um when i was younger and i was having those thoughts it never crossed my mind to actually try and do anything about it because i was a very sheltered kid and really um you know i was with a family and everything I'm like okay this is what life is and then later when i learned about mental health care and everything i understood okay these are things that are instincts or defense mechanisms we don't mm-hmm. need to i don't need to act on them and i've i've never once self harmed despite like 14 years of dealing with suicidal ideation i've never cut myself i've never done anything like that because what's the point when people see it they're going to be upset if i kill myself people are going to be upset what's the why do it so just you know find a coping mechanism and now i have uh, i have i've been able to pull myself through it and then mm-hmm. now help other people with it and so i make myself available for nearly everyone who you know i write about i write about mental health that i make videos about mental health and because of that people will reach out to me saying hey i've been thinking about this and this and i'll make time for them and i'll talk them through it and then i'll connect them to doctors and stuff as necessary and so that is one of my proudest things is that a number of people have gone to therapy for the first time because of me and i have a great therapist now i have a great psychiatrist now i am on medication and that's fine that's normal <laughs> so you know i'm in a very good place mentally i have been in a good place mentally for a while and i feel in control of all of it really i just feel in control of it and so for me um in the high like to get back to your question of how do you stop your instinct at the time 
I remember having a number of episodes where I was like properly looking, okay, what do I do? Do I jump from somewhere or do I? I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm just going to let those thoughts happen in the background and I'm going to do what I need to do. So I remember walking home and then just as I'm thinking of, okay, I could do this and do this and jump in front of a vehicle. I just letting that happen. I just kept walking home, walking home, got, got home went straight up to bed, lay down, went, went to sleep. So like detaching, detaching the thought from mm. the moment, like from the moment, honestly, like what do I need to do in the moment? I need to get home. If I wasn't feeling this, if I am feeling this, I want to, you know, hurt myself. So let that thought happen and then look at what I was supposed to do. If I, if I was not feeling this, I'm supposed to get home. I'm going to go to sleep that's how I deal that's it okay and you told me that it's been 13-14 years since you have that uh, thoughts about suicide yeah, and all learned, learned this genetic it runs in my family no no because I happen to share the same experience ah, okay. so and yeah and same genes too mm, lovely <laughs> so um, at what age did you learn like at or at what stage of depression did you learn that suicide uh, suicidal thoughts are but your cope up mechanism because so, it's the first time that i have heard of it i remember I, I remember feeling suicidal in middle school so i don't like a lot of it is a blur for me i don't know if it was class 7 8 or 9 maybe 8 or 9 is when i first had those thoughts and then in class 11 there was a particular instance that happened where I realized that, oh, this is not normal, right? I thought everybody had these thoughts. No, I, but then when did you learn about it? That it's uh, it's nothing but cope-up mechanism. So, you know, it's going to pass. Many years later. So I, I don't know when I learned it. I when, I when I started learning about what depression actually is, it's an illness and all that. Then I realized, like in the back of my mind, I realized, oh, okay. If depression is, is an illness... This is the uh, sort of, this is what happens because of it. And therefore, it's not really me thinking it's something as it's a, like a chemical thing happening. It was more, I didn't have a moment where I realized it. It just like over the years of education and learning about mental health, it just, yeah, it was a thing that I, like you said, right? And it wasn't an instinct that you just knew that your boyfriend was cheating on you. It's just, something that happened right and for me also it was like something that happened at some point don't know when i learned that okay yeah i don't have to listen to these thoughts they just go in kind of that's really lovely because uh, on this note i would like to share my experience i have always always been suicidal and then when i was in ninth standard is the first time i thought i would like to remind you that we are uh, recording this and this will go out to people if you're not comfortable talking about it you shouldn't share it if you are comfortable talking about it you can yeah i am and i was in ninth standard when i first thought of do, uh, committing this and i had almost got uh, so we lived in a multi story household and i went to the terrace and ye baat sure thi ki agar main wahan se koodi to kuch nahi milna hai mera but you know i was always a literature fan so mm-hmm. uh, a few days back, our teacher was uh, um, explaining this poem to us, and in that it, it wrote that the basically the meaning was that our heartbeats are counted. 
no matter how many times or how much do we try to uh, overpass it or uh, to cut down on it it's not going to happen and then i realized shit if our heartbeats are numbered and it's counted already and even if i try to do something to uh, you know cut it short it's not going to happen and then i have to live the rest of my life crippled and that's going to be worse yeah so that stopped me from acting upon it and i was today years old when i realized i'll not say i learned i realized that yes Suicide thoughts are our cope-up mechanism. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> you're welcome, and I would recommend if you are in the uh, if you want to work on this a little bit more, see a therapist. It is really a therapist. You are seeing a therapist. Okay, cool, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I had been seeing a therapist from past uh, say five years, uh, four, four years, four years when I lost Miffy. Uh-huh. and uh, yeah it has been working wonders for me good man everybody should go to therapy yeah and and you know the best part is uh my cope up mechanism was laughing oh my god if i'm angry i would laugh if i'm sad i would laugh i want to cry i, I would laugh i have had multiple fractures like uh, three ligament tears and two hairline fractures and uh, trust me my, my reaction was laugh so much that i went to see the doctor only after a month and i realized this a lot lot later in life and uh, yeah for, so for me to be able to express my emotions uh, that's when therapy came in and people used to think bhai saab ye ladki kitni strong hai but wo strength hai hi nahi wo ignorance tha and inability to express tha so even now when people are like to therapy ke liye jaati hai and i'm like ha huh? and you know the most motivational thing i've ever heard was harsha you know agar mujhe lagta hai ki yaar tu ja sakti hai therapy ke liye to main to ja hi sakta hu yes i'm like please go <laughs> i have sent 10 people to therapy at this 11 i think at this point so it was just i'm just waiting to like increase that number this is this is that this is that uh, self goal that i have like just send more people to therapy <laughs> make it normal for people <laughs> but you need to find a good therapist obviously like there are a lot of not good therapists also but anyway uh this has been wonderful it's uh, we've been talking for an hour now uh really it didn't feel like thank you <laughs> it was really nice thank you so much for spending this time with me and it's a wonderful interview and we'll cut it short we'll edit it and we'll i'll publish it another i'll let you know but this has been an absolute joy and uh, as i've told you the series now progresses with you recommending other people to me so here's your criteria think of somebody who inspires you who you think is a really really cool person and ask them hey i met this guy he interviewed me for a podcast would you like to do it and connect I'll with do- Okay. Thank you so much. I'll have you on again sometime in the future. But for now, goodbye. Yeah, hope. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>